Welcome to Literary Lark, the show that examines trends in indie publishing, fiction, and anything related to books. Welcome to Literary Lark, episode 9, book blurbs, formatting templates, and stock images for book covers. So we're back to the video podcast format. Um, I got a really brand new HD webcam, which um, it's really nice. Hopefully you guys can see me in there clearly. For those of you that are just listening to the podcast on uh, you know iTunes, then uh, I'm sorry. You don't have a nice clear picture of my mug to look at, um, but maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but those, for those of you that are um, enjoying the video part, uh, let me know. Give me feedback if uh, if you like this. Um, I'm kind of liking it myself. I uh, have been in a few small time productions on video, so I'm pretty comfortable in the in front of the camera. Uh, but anyway, um, getting into what we're going to talk about today, or before we get into what um, the three topics I want to get into today. Uh, I wanted to just share some upcoming projects um, and some events that are coming up here for me. So right now, currently, I'm working on the Blade Air sequel, uh, the second book in the series, and also a character guide, which will be a PDF guide that will have some of my digital art on it and uh, just kind of lay out the different backstories from the characters and some of the lore in the world of Azulia that uh, is depicted in the Blade Air and in the series. Um, on Besides the fiction side, um, on the nonfiction side, I've got a book design course, which I told you guys a little bit about uh, last week. Um, if you are interested in that as an author, you want to um, learn more about how to create your own book cover and a book cover that sells and takes advantage of just all the key elements of um, good design, uh, quality cover, then um, please sign up. Um, there will be a sign up at the bottom of this page, uh, the podcast, or should say the show notes, for you to sign up for that. And uh, you'll get uh, some kind of sweet stuff. I got a PDF guide for some like best tips and resources for designing your own book cover, and also a mini email course about. Um, just the different uh, mistakes that self-published authors make when they design their own covers and how to avoid some of that stuff. So um, that's some of the, my upcoming projects, upcoming events. I have been picked for being included in a local author fair here in the county that I live in, Dakota County, in uh, wonderful Minnesota. Um, it's going to be in November and I'm going to have a booth and it's some books to sell. Um, uh, but hope, hopefully it'll give me a little more exposure. Um, I've been to one convention so far and that turned out to be a pretty sweet experience. Um, and it, uh, helped me to make some pretty good connections. Um, I was uh, at that event, uh, previously in April with Emery Squara. Uh, we did that together, and that was kind of cool. So with this one, it'll be uh, more of the meet and greet. I'm hoping to meet some other authors. Um, there will be 40 authors at the event. If you live or reside anywhere nearby, 
in Dakota County, then uh, please check it out. I'll have a link to uh, just some details about that event. And um, hopefully it'll be uh, just a wonderful place to create some lasting uh, professional relationships uh, because that's really what it's all about. Um, these events typically aren't like big uh, money makers. They can be lead generators, but uh, for the most part, it's about making those relationships. So, um, yeah, so now that we've got all that housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's get right into um, the three topics I'm covering. So, this is kind of a little bit of a scatterbrained podcast, so I apologize for that. Um, I try to make things a little more concise and have one specific topic that I'm kind of nailing down. But with this one, there was just these three topics that have been circulating uh, amongst influencers on like my Twitter feed and, um, and you know, I'm part of um, in some different email lists uh, that uh, um, just give some really great tips for uh, indie publishers and indie authors. So the first thing I want to cover here is book blurbs. So if you are self-published author, if you're looking to self-publish, one of the things that you're going to learn to hate, yes, hate, is writing book blurbs. I hate writing book blurbs, um, and I think most authors loathe it. It's um, it's basically your pitch to a potential reader. You're kind of putting yourself out there. You're explaining, you know, what your book's about, why they should buy it, and um, and it's tough. I mean, before I became an indie published or uh, independent author, I was querying for a little bit and sending out um, query letters to agents, um, which I hated writing. Um, it's tough to write those. You're essentially pitching your work and you're trying to be a salesman of sorts. And most authors just don't really have that skill. Um, it's tough to do that. And especially if you're introverted like me and selling yourself and all that, it's, it's just not something that authors like to do from what I've seen. Maybe for some listeners out there, that's different. Maybe they love it and they love writing book blurbs. More power to you. But I think for the majority of authors, it's not a fun thing. So blurbs are, again, your, your pitch to a reader. And uh, one of the some of the key things that you need to do when you write a book blurb um, is don't just stick to a, a boring synopsis of your book. Um, that's kind of what I think most authors do is they just find a quick way to, you know, make a summary of their book um, on that, uh, you know, on an Amazon description page, and then that's it. They put it on, you know, Amazon or on Kobo, Barnes and Noble, wherever their books are, and they it's the same book blurb everywhere, and you know, and they just want to put set it and forget it, um, which I did the same thing, but just having that kind of boring synopsis is not going to really entice anyone to buy your book. So uh, you want to really hit the high notes of your story, not just go through all of the details of, of the story or how awesome your main character is or the setting or whatever, and not get into too much flowery language. Um, you want to be brief and succinct, succinct. I think that's how you say that word. Um, just hit the high notes, be brief, um, and, and make kind of an, an emotional impact. That's the next thing I want to say. You, you want to really make an emotional impact on the reader. You want to kind of sell the story to them um, in a way that just kind of gets them motivated. And, and it really just kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a movie trailer. You know, some of these movie trailers are edited so well that, you know, you go see the actual movie and it sucks. You know, it, the trailer is the best part. 
But, um, you know, that's just kind of the same thought when you're making a book blurb. You want to hit the high notes, um, and hopefully, you know, obviously your book should suck. Uh, it should, you know, so you're selling yourself and you're selling your work and it should deliver. But um, when you're creating these book blurbs, you want to connect it to the audience. You want to make them care about the characters in such a, in a very short span of time. And it's, this is tough. It's not an easy, copywriting is not an easy skill by any means. It's, it's an art. Um, but uh, before I, I get into that, that part, well, the other thing, just to give a tip here is you want to include a call to action at the end after you've you've laid out you know your quick brief synopsis hit on those you know using some kind of emotional language to really you know get at the reader and get them motivated um, to really want to read then you have to include a call to action this is I didn't do this I didn't include a call to action in my stuff and that was a big mistake because you know if if you get a person to a point where they are like, yes, this is awesome. I, this sounds great. Or they're getting motivated, and and then maybe they get distracted as soon as they get to the end of it. They're just like, oh, look at these, you know, oh, recommended reads. I should check some of these out. Or let me see the reviews on this. Or you know, th it, it's easy for them to get distracted on an Amazon page. There's a lot of stuff to click on. There's things more to scroll down. But if you have a call to action that's bolded and kind of you know, at the end there, where you just say, you know, buy this book and enjoy a thr this thrilling read, or something along those lines, then you can kind of give them that actionable step that'll help them to go up, click buy, and then they can get on with their browsing on Amazon or wherever they're buying the book. So um, don't stick, don't make a boring synopsis. Create an impact with the reader, make it brief, make it um, powerful, and then have a call to action at the end. Um, even with those tips that I'm sharing, I still struggle with book blurbs. They're really tough um, to just kind of, you know, whittle down a story that could be, you know, 80 to 100,000, even longer words um, into a little paragraph. So, there, thankfully, there are people like uh, Brian Cohen, who is um, co-host on the um, Selmore Book Show, who is a gifted copywriter. Um, he recently has been offering a service on, uh, I believe it's Book Best Page Forward is the website that he uh, is is d delivering the service on. He he's done a lot of work with different, um, just as a freelance copywriter, and uh, he. He'll write a book blurb for a bit, I think about sixty or seventy bucks, and that might seem like a lot, but you pay more for book covers. People pay more for formatting um, and for marketing, um, and this is kind of one of those things where it's a marketing aspect that um, I think if you have the budget for it, you should definitely look into it. If book, you know, if you're not interested in trying to optimize your book descriptions or your blurbs then that might be a great option is to uh, have Brian Cohen uh, be the, the guy that writes your book description. Um, most of why I'm even thinking and mentioning book blurbs is because of him. I mean, I, I, I uh, subscribed to his email list and he had just some great stuff to say um, about uh, you know some of these tips that I just shared with you. And it, um, I don't know, he was sending out this uh, really handy PDF guide about some of the best practices with with writing book blurbs so on his website briancohen.com 
He might still have, um, you know, just sign up for his email list. He might still be um, sharing that information. And uh, I'll have a link for that uh, for his site um, in the show notes. So that's book blurbs. Um, moving on, the next subject is formatting templates. So uh, when authors create um, their books, you know, they, they their ebooks and such, uh, you know, we're mostly concerned about the writing piece. We're not really thinking about, at least for me, when I first published um, or was about to publish the Blade Air, I I was more concerned about editing. I was more concerned about the book cover, marketing. I didn't really think about formatting um, until I came time to. And the formatting piece, I think, can definitely be a stumbling block for a lot of first-time um, self-published authors. And it's something that really um, you don't want to get wrong because you will kick yourself so much if you get it wrong. Um, there's two different types of formatting. There's ebook formatting and there's print formatting if you're planning on having a paperback uh, copy of your book available through something like CreateSpace or um, Ingram Spark. So book ebook formatting is pretty simple. Um, uh, paperback formatting sucks. It's the worst. It's it's torture. I'm not even joking. Um, I think there are quite a few self-published authors who really that's one thing they probably just want to push off to somebody else um and if it wasn't for me just kind of being a penny pincher and wanting to save some money i probably should have pushed it to somebody else but um i've spent hours upon hours getting things to look good for um for print in both scrivener and word uh and I, I can say this that um, the nice thing about ebooks is that they're relatively easy to format in Scrivener. Scrivener, um, you, you know, with Scrivener you don't need to worry too much about indentations or font. Um, some of those things with ebooks, it's it's a matter of how just how simple you can make it so that it will look good on a variety of devices because ebooks are you know people are reading them on their phones they're reading them on their tablets on their ipads uh, on their e-readers so you really want kind of a simple formatting to be done with ebooks it's not um you don't you don't want to try to create something that is overly designed because it it will not translate well it might look great on you know a nook and look horrible on Kindle or you know it might break somebody's iPad because it just doesn't load right and so with ebooks you want to keep formatting pretty simple you don't want um, to to try to get you know like 10 different fonts for you know for your quotes and your regular paragraph text and your headings and no you want to keep it simple trust me um, so Scrivener, I, I would recommend Scrivener as a way to, to do that, to keep it simple. It has a compile feature that takes most of the guesswork out of creating an ebook. And um, uh, Joseph Michael, who is the Scrivener coach, he his uh, course, um, and I'll provide a, a link, the show notes for, for his course, uh, has helped me a ton. He's got some really great tips, um, and it's definitely worth the investment uh, based on what he 
um, pro provides just in tutorials um, with compiling ebooks. There's also a lot of alternatives. There's free YouTube videos. Different authors have um, put stuff up that uh, kind of guides you through the process. It's not it's not terribly hard uh, to do the ebook formatting in Scrivener. Um, alternatively, you can do if you don't have Scrivener um, and you have Word, you can do ebook formatting in Word. Um, Mark Coker on Smashwords has a PDF guide for compiling or rather formatting your ebook um, for Smashwords, and I found that it can translate even to other um, um, bookstores online. Uh, so it's it's kind of a handy way. It's it's one of the better uh, guides out there for setting up a format for your book in Word uh, to for uh, e-readers and, and such. So um, Smashwords, you know, Mark Coker's blog, I believe he, he has it still on there, maybe. But um, I'll provide a link so you can look that up. Um, but if you don't, even if you don't use his guide and you have the, uh, the formatting done in Word, then you can use um, uh, a free software called Cal Calibre or Calibre. I, n I don't know how to say it. I, I like to call it Calibre because it sounds a little exotic, um, but uh, it might be Calibre for all I know. Um, and that software converts Word files into uh, different types of ebooks. So it'll convert it into an EPUB, a Mobi file, PDF, um, and there's a few different ones, um, you know, a text file or wh whatever you need. Uh, the only thing is, is that you have to do your homework and set it up, set up your Word doc correctly, so that when Calibre um, formats it and converts it into the appropriate format, it's not, it doesn't look really shoddy. So just do your homework before you um, look into any of these different um, ways to do ebook formatting. But um, as a general rule, ebook formatting is typically a lot easier than paperback formatting. So as a segue to that, uh, print formatting. It's, uh, like I said, it's tough. Um, Top-notch designers use programs like InDesign, Adobe InDesign, um, but that program is most likely too advanced for most authors. I've never used InDesign. I've seen some videos on it, and it looks overwhelming, and that's coming from someone that uses Photoshop a lot. Uh, Photoshop tends to look overwhelming to new users. So... Um, I wouldn't recommend trying to, you know, download a trial of InDesign and trying to just mess around to make a paperback template or format or whatever. That sounds awful. It sounds like a pain. So um, Word is suitable for formatting. I've used Word for my books to uh, create um, templates for for the Blade Air, for Thy Kingdom Come, both of those books. Um, and even for um, I don't know uh, for one of my free uh, free short stories I, I think I used Scrivener for yeah it wasn't in paperback so I didn't use Word but Word is um, you know it's it it works fine um, and it's uh, you know if you need uh, if you have a template it's the best way to go um, there are some templates, uh, if, you, if you don't use a template, then you'll probably be pu pulling your hair out trying to figure out how to, m how to make it work in Word. So um, there are some options for templates in Word for print. Um, Joel Friedlander, who 
runs the book designer website he's got some really nice templates um, for pr for uh, print books um, they you know do cost some money but they're they're really nice and Joel's been um, in the design book designing business interior design for books um, for years and he is very well versed in that and um, I've never used any of his templates I've never um, purchased any of them but I definitely have wanted to and they're on my list probably for you know whenever I can uh, afford them <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he, he, he's a great guy. He's got a few different tips for authors um, on his website, different blog posts that are pretty popular about uh, for self-publishers who want to um, create some templates and, some, uh, and do the formatting of their paperback books in Word. Um, but he, he explains a lot of different stuff. Um, I'll just show you here just kind of a... So kind of this book right here, like the interior... Um, you know, you've got stuff like the, you've got the gutter and the, the margins here. Um, all these things you don't really think about when you're, when you're publishing a book. You don't think necessarily about, oh, well, you know, it's just words on a page. How hard can it be? But there's all kinds of stuff. You know, you've got your headings and your page numbers. Um, trying to do this stuff in Word is really difficult. It's not as easy as you think it would seem. Um, I mean, I when I was in college, I used footnotes on a lot of my papers, and I did um, page numbers and chapter headings or um, headings for for research papers. And I thought, oh, this is a cinch. How hard can it be? It's not. It's not easy. It really is not for for a book. Um, I mean, it's easy to screw things up to get page numbers correct incorrect. Um, and that's not what you want. You don't want your readers to be looking at your book and thinking. Why is page 155 after page 200? That's not something you want. Um, that will definitely be a red flag. Even if your story is amazing, you want um, a good template. And Joel's website provides that. Um, he provides those for a fee. Um, if you're kind of looking for this on the cheap, then I would say Derek Murphy of Creative Indie. He has some free Word and even InDesign templates on his website that are excellent. They are totally free, and he's even laid them out by genre. Um, Joel has some by genre as well, but Derek has got, I think he might have a few more genres that represented. So um, I'll have a link to both Joel and Derek's uh, templates on uh, in the show notes, and I definitely recommend if you're going print, if your book is not... Uh, if you've only got an ebook and you want it and you're thinking about doing print, um, then definitely look for templates that are are good, not just something you're trying to make. I, you know, I made my own; they're serviceable. But in the future, I'm probably going to be using Derek's templates or Joel's. So, with that, um, last part of this podcast: uh, stock images for book covers. So, as part of all the research that I am compiling for uh, book cover design um, and uh, and the ebook I'm um, I've been looking into stock images uh, that don't break the bank for authors um, one of the things uh, that uh, is tough to justify is you know it's just you can get really when you're creating um, your own content and you are publishing it yourself 
uh, expenses can get really high, especially when you're starting out. You want things to be, um, you know, you want to get a good return on your investment. So there are a number of stock sites out there. I'm sure you've heard of some of them. Shutterstock, iStock Photo, Big Stock, Photolia, Deposit Photos. There's a, there's a bunch of them. And um, most of them have a monthly fee. You know, you pay a flat fee each month and you get, you know, five to ten photos. Um, or you can pay a fee per image and usually that'll run you more but most authors aren't designers and they're not looking to buy you know or they're not bloggers looking to buy you know, dozens of um, photos each month so uh, but it, it still can get uh, seriously expensive if you're if you're doing a lot of cover design work if you're publishing maybe a novella every two months or every month um, if you're buying stock photos, that can run, you know, that can get pretty expensive over the course of a year. So, um, yeah, most stock images uh, are used for photo manipulation in Photoshop um, by cover designers to create a unique image. So, something I will advise against to all authors who are looking to do it themselves is do not um, settle for just one stock photo as your book cover that's a bad move um, and I'll tell you why one is that typically I've seen this before where someone will publish a thriller and it's a stock photo of the woods and mist and they'll just have a title and their the author's name not only is that really boring but there's probably 10 other people who have done the same thing and 10 other those people that have used the same stock photo that's why you don't just want to use one stock photo you want to have different photos that are compiled together uh, in, in Photoshop um, manipulated to be one cohesive um, stock uh, image that is uh, just really engaging, really uh, dramatic, and really sells the book. So, um, yeah, that's my advice to you. Don't just buy one stock photo and say, oh, this is my cover. This looks awesome. It's, you know, a mountain and a tree. And no, you need more than that. You need you need a background. You need a foreground. You need maybe some characters in, in there, um, uh, models that are, that, are, that are used. It's not just one photo. So I want to pretty much advise against that. Um, so uh, with that being said, there are plenty of free alternatives out there so you don't have to you know, run these high costs of buying multiple photos for maybe one, one cover or several covers. And uh, Optimize Press, which is a, Optimize Press is a plugin or um, it's a plugin, it's also kind of, uh, it's a landing page creator. Uh, it's mostly used by marketers, online uh, marketing, uh, and companies use it too. And um, it's it's a, it's a great plugin. It's around it'll run you uh, just a, just under a hundred dollars, but it's amazing. It, it helps you create some really great landing pages. I'm using it now as a landing page for my um, uh, for the offer that I'm I'm offer the offer that I'm offering right now. Uh, for the blade air for free and uh, landing pages are just a great way to um, get leads get people to 
um, convert as far as like giving their email and opting in for an offer. So Optimize Press has these beautiful um, landing page designs and templates, and um, that's what they do. And and also the plugin is also uh, for web page design and different other features. But I say all that because Optimize Press they have a blog on their website and they uh, published this post that um, provides not one, not two, not even three, but 63 free stock photo sites. These are sites that have stock photos that are either you just have to give, you know, props to the photographer in your book, you know, in the copyright section, or they're in the public domain. So they don't cost you anything. And these aren't just, you know, some... These are photos from experienced photographers. It's not some kid with a point-and-shoot camera. These are nice. And there's 63 different sites that Optimize Press covers. I will have a link in the show notes for that blog post. It's great. Bookmark it if you are looking into uh, doing your own book cover design. Highly recommend that bu- that blog post. It's, it's awesome. So check it out. Um, so that's it pretty much for this, uh, this week's show. Um, I... Just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I enjoy doing this, and uh, let me give me some feedback on the video. Uh, if you enjoy having video and seeing my face, for those of you that are just listening on the podcast, then uh, that's cool. I'm I'm hoping my voice is not boring, and that uh, what I have to uh, tell you guys here is uh, helpful. Um, so, uh, for those of you that don't know, as I said before, I am offering a limited time. Um, offer. I keep saying that. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? Uh, maybe I can edit that out. But uh, uh, The Blade Air, my, uh, the first book in the Azulia trilogy, is free for a limited time on my website. You'll see the offer right on the home page. Check that out. Um, my latest book, Thy Kingdom Come, is also available for post-apocalyptic fans out there who uh, want to give that a read. Um, but otherwise, you can find me on different, on all kinds of social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, um, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or, and on Stitcher. And you can also watch the videos now on uh, YouTube. So all those different social media channels you can find me on. And uh, if you ever need to contact me, my contact details are on my website, danieladorno.com. Thanks so much for listening to Literary Lark today. Have a great day and go sell some books. Bye.